Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Have you got a joke? I certainly do. Let's go for it. So, today, I asked my phone, Siri, why am I single? And it activated the front camera, which was <laughs> a little bit discerning. Yeah, accurate though. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, let's dive in. Hi, right, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, 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 drunk Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And we are... The Two, the two Drunk, Drunk Accountants. Accountants. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've done that. Yeah, nice. yeah. Um, so today we have a very special guest, mm-hmm. uh, which is Mark Jenkins. He was an accountant of 25 years before he started his own software um, business called The Gap. Um, and it's a service that helps accountants deliver better advisory and coaching services to their clients. Yeah. So, so we thought, who better... To bring on the show to talk to us about the question that many small business people's ask, and even a lot of accountants mm-hmm. wonder how to communicate this to their clients is, do I need business coaching? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that topic a bit later on. But uh, first off, Tim, what, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dan Low? <laughs> Tim, how was your week? Uh, it's been good. It's been very good. Um, I wouldn't mind throwing over to Mark oh, yeah. actually first Mark. In, in New Zealand. How, how are things over there for you, Mark? Well, just amazing. I've started a, my week on a new coaching program and this is uh, totally not scripted either. Yeah, <laughs> nice. There you go. So, um, yeah, what I've, one of the insights that I've learned this week is that if we want change to happen, uh, then 20% of that change is going to come from the insight. So listening to two drunk accountants and getting some great <laughs> ideas from you folk. Mm-hmm. And then 80% is going to come from your mental muscle, how much you practice mm-hmm. that and put those habits into place to make that change happen. So nice. it's been pretty uh, pretty much a BFO for me so far, and that's shaping my week up really nicely. Nice. I love it. And I love the uh, the BFO already. We're diving into some Japanese, as, mm. as, you, call, <laughs> as you call it. What's a, what's a BFO for all the listeners? Well, so it's a blinding flash of the obvious. Mm. Love it. Love it. I'm a big fan of that. Mm. Um, I know when I go to the Gap um, training sprints and master classes, I always write pages of them. So, mm. so yeah, cool. The problem is, though, is I often write them down and they make a lot of sense in the moment. And then you look at that page the next day and it's like, <laughs> telegraph. <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I always, made sense in the moment. I find I walk away with pages of stuff and maybe I'll implement a couple. Yeah. But maybe it's sort of like what Mark's saying there. I need to spend that 80% really practicing and honing that in and, mm. and making it happen. But um, That's what the coach does, right? I mean, I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but you think about, yeah, you don't go and get some insights about how to play football and then, well, let's, should we say cricket? Are we allowed to talk about the cricket? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not right now. Not right now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, we watch a game of cricket and we get the insight of that's how you bowl and then don't have to practice it at all. Mm. And we're just going to be just um, warning all over. You know? that would be, I, I feel like I was like that with basketball in that brief season <laughs> that we played, Tim. I, I'd been watching a lot of the NBA. I just, I, had, I watched a few YouTube videos and I thought, yeah, I got this and struggled to dribble. Yeah, <laughs> running and bouncing is very hard at the same time. I don't yeah. know if that's just an issue for us accountants or... Yeah, uh, it could be. But, well, okay, there's a highlight of my week, Dan. Yeah. Turns out I'm very good at netball. I'm, uh, I was awarded 
our our office has a netball team, a mixed netball team, mm. and uh, we vote each week on who the best player was. And I I won the award this season, Mark. So I'm the MVP of netball. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Was <laughs> that one of those awards that you know they have to share it round, and you've been playing for so many weeks that it just had to be your turn? Well, Tim was um, uh, lucky enough to play the entire season this year, which I think contributed <laughs> that, to his points. Definitely helps. Definitely helped. I think last year you only played like maybe I rolled my ankle bad, about yeah. half the season. Mm. You, you had a bit of an injury. Yeah, again, when we were playing the team of 15-year-old girls. Yeah. yeah. The Rob Ankle. Yeah, 15's generous. They were 14, 13. I'm but, sure one uh, of them was 15. Uh, either way, they still took you down. The player I was yeah. liking was a very large, strong 15-year-old girl. <laughs> uh, uh, classic. All right, well, that's good. Um, what's been happening with you, Dan? Uh, what has been happening? I watched, actually, speaking of basketball, I, I watched um, two great games on the weekend. The Raptors, nice. uh, my team, beat the Suns and the Nuggets. Nice. Yeah, and that's uh, number one in the West. Cool. And like another top eight team in the West as yeah, well. Yeah, the Suns don't, haven't been losing many games. No, nah, so. and uh, we beat them. Nice. So that'll be the one thing we get all year. And cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll make the first round of the playoffs and lose terribly. Actually, um, uh, speaking of losing terribly, I mm. almost had a massive lose this week. Mm. I thought I'd share this tidbit uh, in the Tim and Danlow section. I wrote it down okay. so I didn't forget. Yep. Um, so we've just hired a new employee, Mark. Um, and I almost had like a workplace health and safety incident in, on the first day of them accepting the job um, because I was messaging them saying, you know, your new contract, um, it's been sent through. Just let me know if you've got any questions. And then they replied um, saying, no, nah, all good. Just signed it. And at that time, I, I just got earpods that day, Apple earpods. Um, and I didn't realize that Siri listens to you when they're in your ear. So at the same time as the new employee writing back, yeah, got your contract, going to sign it. Um, I said to Jade, love you. Which is and, his wife. <laughs> yeah. And almost sent a text reply to that new employee, just saying the two words, love you. <laughs> <laughs> That one. Yeah. I was mortified. I was mortified <laughs> because then it reads back to you in your ears. It's like getting ready to reply to new employee with a message saying, love you, ready to send. And I was like, no, 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 no. And ripped them out of my ears. And thank God it didn't send. Yes. Yeah. It's a, a shock for him on yeah. his, on his first, uh, first day of getting messages from the boss. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be part of it. You know, Oh, love you. Love yeah. you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. So yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the business update. Um, sponsored by cats accountants, thanks, because uh, as we um, pointed out last week, we often forgot to mention, we even have an accounting firm on the podcast. So we sponsor <laughs> the business update from cats accountants. So thank you cats. Uh, today's business update. I don't really have anything prepared right now, but I was thinking, um, one thing, I don't think we mentioned the trust potential rulings, we the changes it, that, that came up a couple of weeks ago. I'd like to do a whole episode on that. Yeah, I, th I think we will. So if you're not aware of this, if uh, if you trade from a trust or you have a discretionary trust in Australia or uh, or you're an accountant who has clients that are in trusts, you, you've probably become aware of some draft tax rulings by the ATO um, that are all around distributing to your family members and then whether or not they are the ultimate economic benefiter 
of mm. that uh, distribution to them. So in this case, let's just say you're distributing to um, adult children uh, who, who live at home, uh, but then you actually take the cash and then you mark it off against that's the distribution to them. Uh, the ATO in the past uh, haven't really been very strong on this, but have turned around all of a sudden and, and have made some draft rulings on this topic, which uh, they've decided to apply retrospectively, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if, uh, if you're somebody who currently trades from a trust and has had distributions like this occur, or uh, you've applied distributions against costs of raising those kids or school fees or, or other things like that, uh, then this could p- uh, potentially affect you. And, and so we're kind of waiting to see more information on this uh, mm. as time goes on, as they stop being a draft ruling and start being a real ruling. <laughs> and uh, and we'll do a full episode on it. We may even have to get a lawyer, a tax lawyer, mm. to come on the show and talk us through this and what it actually means because, uh, yeah, I just love it when the ATO throws some curveballs. It's actually yeah. out- it's outrageous that they're releasing something and saying they're retrospectively going to be looking at this for five years, five years, absolutely outrageous. And this has been something that accountants have worked with clients on. Um, in every accounting firm, I'd say Mm. very openly for decades. Um, and it even goes as far as them saying that accountants who have, uh, suggested this setup are participating in a scheme. So I think there's going to be pretty big backlash. There's definitely going to be some court challenges. We just need to see how it unfolds, but it'd be good to speak to a a tax lawyer as well to get their perspective on it. Yeah. So uh, good times for trusts. Yeah. Good times for trusts. You you might sense I'm, I I sound frustrated and I am because it's just horrible timing with the years Mm. that accountants have had with COVID. um, Why release this now? And it's mm. retrospective. It's a huge change. It's just coming out of nowhere. Um, it's potentially affecting the last five years and everything you're deciding on now mm. for the future several years as well. So it's just creating uncertainty. Yeah. Um, Which not, is not a fan. One thing, I've, and I've said this on the podcast, one thing we need more of is uncertainty yeah. <laughs> right now. We just, yeah, less certainty in the future would be great. I think that's a really secure spot to invest in the future from. Mm. Yeah. But uh, it always helps when, when there's uncertainty to have a mentor or a coach in your mm, life, doesn't it? So exactly. Good to have a mentor of ours on the, yeah. on the, on <laughs> on the, on the today. show today. With Mark. Uh, Tim, uh, first of all, before we move on to tight-ass tips, yep. um, I can see that you're watching our live feed just to see if people um. send in questions. By the way, if you are listening to the live feed, shoot through some questions, uh, some comments. We, we love to answer them live. Um, but it is transcribing us live yeah you, i love yeah, that it's pretty cool i love that i love it's not a, not just on the playback live you don't want to actually spend too much time reading the words though whilst you're live streaming no otherwise really mucks with you i wonder how accurate it is though because i do mumble a lot and i i well, do say some funny things actually, sometimes transposition we could test this out by um by telling everyone where Mark is from in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go for it, Tim. Let's see if this works. Uh, okay, so Mark is from Fakatani. Let's see what it says. Oh, no, wait. It's Mark a bit is behind. from in New Zealand. Okay, so Mark is from. Hey, hey got, it. got it. Pretty- it. It even put a capital. Is that how you spell it? F A K A T A N I? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no, it's W H W H A K A T A N E. Ah, wow. Yeah. Well, close Mark enough. Katani. 
You, and, you, and if you're really frustrated with someone, you just say, oh, fuck, Katana. <laughs> yeah, it's where I'm from. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Tardust tip. Tim, what, what have you got for us today? Uh, okay, it's a really good tip today, guys. Uh, Wait, is it weather related? No, no, okay, good. no, no. This is, this is going to save on waste. Mm. This is going to uh, save you money. Mm. Um, and it's also com- very convenient. Okay. Uh, and my Tardust tip for today is take the napkin. Take the napkin. Yeah, take the napkin. Okay. So if you go yeah. out for a coffee mm. or breakfast or lunch or dinner, mm. invariably you will get a napkin, mm. which is a single-use product. So if you leave that on the on the table, yeah, and it's, I, it's and getting thrown out. And we are assuming this is the um, like tissue napkin, not like a fabric napkin no. that you're then just stealing from the restaurant. All right, yeah. yeah, all right. Damn, we don't all eat in fine dining okay, restaurants right, like sorry, you. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> where people put napkins, actual fabric napkins on your lap. But, um, yeah, so look, they're going to throw it out anyway. Mm. So don't just leave it on the, on the table to mm. get thrown out. Chuck it in your pocket. Mm. The next time you have a little sniffle, you can uh, use that napkin. Mm. It's saving it going to landfill without any use. Mm. And uh, then you don't have to buy tissues or Kleenex. Okay. This is interesting. Um, that's Thanks, Tim. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Last week's tip, Mark, was uh, wash your car in the rain because it's been raining here a lot. So, <laughs> look, after almost we're at over 200 episodes... I'm really clutching a straw here with the tart ass tips. So take your napkin. I'm just, I'm, I'm just imagining you cleaning your glasses with that net. Yeah. Would be, yes. It wouldn't just be single use. Very good. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. obviously I wouldn't blow my nose and then and then clean my glasses. Mm. That would be a bit gross. Yeah. But Better you be could the do final that. use, sure. Yeah. Final, final <laughs> use. Yeah. You have to decide, is this the napkin I'm going to use to blow my nose? And then you've got a cleaner one that's going to like... Well, I'd, I'd like Clean to um, I'd like to snowball on this then, Tim, and add okay. to it. Please do with this, especially the restaurant napkins, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they typically they fold lengthways, right? So you unfold, mm. rip them in half. That's two napkins. Oh, yes, because Dan. because they do have more folds. I do this. I do I it actually, all the time. That's there you go. Mm. So See, if you're not using this, rip your napkins to yep. stop being ripped off. We've just changed someone's life. <laughs> Groundbreaking stuff. Changed life and single-handedly taken down the tissue industry. It's about time, <laughs> to be honest. Someone's had to do it. Uh, All right. Well, let's move on to our main topic, which is, of course, our chat today with Mark are all around the question of, do I need a business coach? And, you know, this applies to small businesses that are out mm. there. This applies to accountants that are out there because, you know, you might need a coach or you might actually be providing that coaching service to your clients. Yeah. So, really, this is a great question for, for everyone. And there's so much that we've learned through uh, our chats with Mark and through The Gap. And, mm. uh, yeah, we just wanted to, to explore this question more because it's something you hear quite a fair bit. We actually think that coaching is somewhat of a dirty word to some people. We had to shift our mindset on it yeah. a little bit, and Mark's helped us with that. Yeah, but um, Be- but, um, but yeah, let, let's let's dive into it. Mark, should I have a business coach? Well, I mean, certainly based on the conversation around tissues, I think there's definitely <laughs> some help needed there. But um, absolutely, I mean, you, you're, you're preaching to the converted here in terms of talking to me. I mean, I've been a strong advocate of coaching for a long time. Um, and I think, is coaching a dirty word? It, to me, no, it's not. A, it, why is it a dirty word? It's certainly not a dirty word in sport. Mm. Um, and sport has become a business as well. Yeah. And so coaching has become even more of an issue. Uh, 
but it's that going back to that same thing you where do you get your new ideas and, and new concepts from you might get an insight from listening to you guys you get a, a, a little nugget of information about how mm. to use your tissues or that little tax piece or whatever uh, and then you might need some help with actually how do i improve my business mm. so if you imagine a, a pie and that pie has got a little chunk cut out of it that's 20 percent the other 80% is going to be how much you practice and repeat and create new habits around running a better business. Mm. Well, who's going to support you to do that? And, you know, in my many years in an accounting firm talking to business owners, they say, oh, you know, my significant other, my my spouse is going to, going to hold me to account. Yeah. I say, yeah. And so how does that go when you've had a really busy day and you get to the end of the day and they say, well, you said you were going to do this and how come mm. you haven't done it? Oh, come on, you know what sort of a day I've had. Yeah, yeah, no, you said you were going to... You know, so mm. so your partner, your life partner can't be that can't be that coach. So yeah. it needs to be somebody who's emotionally detached from what's going on. Mm. Um, and if you pay for a coach, then you're going to commit more True. than if you just you think, oh, this is something that I might do. I might get around to it. Think about New Year's resolutions. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, do you guys take do? Dan, is this is a thing for you? New oh, resolutions? Dan, every year there's a new Dan. Yes. New uh, Dan. We like to refer to it as new Dan. New and Dan. Then there's a version number. After yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. New Dan is a lie. And, uh, <laughs> and old Dan knows it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you committed to somebody else to, you know, to do something like, mm. so Tim, your netball, you're, you're going to show up. You said you were going to show up for netball. Mm -hmm. There's the accountability to the team. You said you would be there at a time. Yeah. So you're there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. I you know I said to you today I would be here on on time for for, for this event. So yep. um that's the accountability piece. That's the other part of coaching. Yeah. Is that I've said I'm going to do something. How do I make sure it happens? Well, I've got to front mm. up to this meeting with my coach to talk about you know, have I yeah. done it or haven't I? So a couple of things to break down from that then. So first of all, you talked about a cost. Um I like the way that I've heard you frame this in the past around how it's an investment. Um, so yeah, what I guess, does it necessarily cost a lot of money um, or should you even see it as a cost per se? Yeah, look, I'm probably going to offend some accountants who might be listening to this and um, and many of your, your cats clients that are listening to are going to be saying, oh, Mark said to do this. Yeah. But if you see your accountant as a cost, then you should cut that cost. Mm. But if you see the accountant as somebody who can help you to do better in your business and get better results and achieve whatever success looks like for you, if you see them as that person, that's an investment. Mm. And I, I'd argue you need you need that accountant with that mindset, that coaching mindset, more now than ever. We've got more uncertainty. We've got more challenges. We've got more complexity. Mm. Uh, we've got more challenges for our time. You know, True. to... We say, yeah, best endeavors, this is what I say I'm going to do and I haven't got enough time to do it. Mm. But if I've committed to somebody else to do that, then you know, I'm more, way more likely to do it. But to, to turn it back to the investment, mm. if a coach can't show you how you can improve your business and achieve three things in, in your business, if they can't teach you these three things or help you to achieve these three things, then you shouldn't be working with them. Mm. And so those three things are, the, what we refer to as the three freedoms, you know, financial freedom. So how can I make more money or pay less tax? Mm. You've already talked about some tax ideas. Yep. Um, the second freedom is mind freedom. How can I have peace of mind that my taxes are all okay 
and that I can sleep at night. Mm. And then, but what about the big one, time freedom? How can I get some efficiencies in my business so that I'm perhaps not doing my best, you know, seven o'clock on a Friday night when I'd rather be having a beer. You know, I've got my accountant doing that or I've got um, my, my time. I would rather learn how to run my business more effectively so I can get a better margin or I can get better sales outcomes. So they don't have to put so much time and energy into the business. Mm. Now, if it was so simple for you to do that on your own, you would have already solved that problem. True. Mm. So the concept is just putting your expertise as a business owner next to somebody else's business expertise, the coach, and combining those one and one gives you the synergy of five. Yeah. You're get. yeah. I love that. One yeah. plus one equals five. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really like that idea. And it's something that I've discussed with, with clients before. And it's, and it's that, you know, a, a common barrier to going to get coaching is, well, what do they know about my business? Or what do they know about the problems I'm facing? You know, they're, they're not in my industry or they're, and, and they're a hundred percent right, but we know things that you don't know. <laughs> and it's those two things combined that gets the better result. And the other part of it is just keeping you accountable to the goals. So a, a lot of the time I've spent advising clients is, is getting that information from them and, and creating an action plan from it and then keeping them accountable to it. And then, tracking it, seeing if it's working, if it's not pivoting, changing, Mm. fixing, adapting. Um, And I think that's a big part of it that a lot of people don't, you know, that is a a barrier to a lot of people to entering to get someone Mm. to help them. I also think like on the investment piece as well for having a coach or an advisor or mentor, um, there is a return on that investment if if you think of it that way. Um, and then you can liken it to other assets as well. So this is something, um, that I learned from you recently too, Mark, or at least one of the, uh, the master minds that, that the gap ran, um, which was, yeah. Um, uh, what people invest in maintaining or improving their house as an asset and then likening their business to an asset, which may be worth the same, perhaps even more. And see how much they're investing to maintain and improve that asset as well. Mm. Because as business, I see so many business owners that just don't place any value on their business mm. as something that they can sell in the future, uh, like a little nest egg that they're building. And and you should always be running your business with a mind to sell it in the future if you can. So absolutely, yeah. I, I think, think I think also though that you may have a business that you can't sell in the future. It might be something that's. You know, if you were a, a builder on your own or you might have one or two people and you might not have somebody who can come and buy that business off you, they might go and set up on their own. True. So what you need to do is during the li- your working life in that business, you need to get the maximum return from that. Mm. Very true. So let's combine your building expertise with coaching expertise. And this is where I think accountants make very good coaches is because you can't hide behind the numbers, you know, mm. that you guys understand the numbers. So we can analyze what's going on, see the current situation, make some plans about what we're going to do and then track and trace whether the impact of those actions is actually giving that result, which in this builder case might be improved profitability and cash flow, mm. so that during your working life, yeah, that you might not have a nest egg to sell at the end, but you've generated enough revenue and cash flow and that time freedom, by the way, mm. um, and that mind freedom to, to have the life, the, the working life that you want. So, yeah. so it's, it's so much more than helping, helping to get a better result financially. Mm. You know, it's got to be the, there's, there's more to it. It's very the financial, the time and the mind. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree. And, and that's why we often talk about the idea that 
um, that we come up with is the, the lifestyle accounting. You know, it's mm. it's it's matching your lifestyle and your goals to that of what your business can provide and then setting an action from how, to, you know, from where you are now to how to get there. True. Um, but, but let's, let's talk a bit more about that accountability piece of, mm. of coaching because it really is a, a core part of it. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> again, another gap, speaking to Mark, all these things come to your mind, but another mm. gap, uh, at masterclass I did, there was this whole thing about, uh, and I, I don't, I don't know where the stats came from, but, uh, the difference between coming up with a goal and then mm. coming up and then telling someone the goal and then coming up and ke- them keeping you accountable to achieving Having that goal accountability, yeah. uh, and the difference between how likely you were to succeed and not succeed. I thought that was something quite mm. um, quite impactful as well. So, yeah, I'd love to dive into that kind of concept a bit more. Mm. Yeah, look, I think I think accountability is so under undervalued mm. you know we, we say we're going to do something and we have the best intentions to do it and it's not because we are slack and not interested in the goal that we've set so let's say the goal might be i don't know to 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 make another 20 grand on our bottom line this year mm. and so to do that we've identified that we need to lift our margin by say two percent so that just means we've got to on, on every sale we make we've got to consistently make two percent more and that's going to, we know how that's going to get us that, that 20 grand on the bottom line. So we've committed to some actions that we're going to do. We might do a pricing review. We might just look at our, our, our pricing system that we've got. We might look at our efficiency gains. We might look at systemization. There's, there's hundreds of different strategies to lift margin. Yeah. Having budgets on a job, for example. Yeah. So then we, we, truck along for a while and we go for a month and there's going to be one or two things that are going to happen. We're either going to implement that change, those actions, because we're really disciplined and we got, got around to doing that mm. or we're not. Mm-hmm. And if we do implement those, we might still not get the result because, mm. you know, look at petrol prices, for example, petrol prices yeah. go up. That's going to trim the margin. If, yeah. you, if you've got variable costs of fuel in your business, or certainly the cost of materials is going to go up with the cost of fuel going up. So that little change that you made to give you the extra 20 grand on the bottom line might be trimmed back to 1%. Mm. So within a month, if we've got some ongoing reporting, we can have another meeting and say, hold on a minute, we've got to tweak, we've got to adjust, we've got to try another strategy as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the insight that you got from that first meeting needs to be reinforced with accountability. Mm. Otherwise we're not going to, and the accountability is what, are, what do we say we were going to do and how did we go? Did yeah. we get the result that we wanted? Mm. Now the flip side of that, of course, is, well, what if everything else got in the way and I didn't manage to get that thing done. Mm. So I didn't manage to get the thing done that was going to impact the GP by 2%. Fuel prices have gone up. Oh, and I'm not going to have another meeting. So, holy smokes, I'm going to be worse off than I was if I didn't have that meeting. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like you to think about account, the listeners here to just think about accountability as just ensuring that you achieve the goal that you've set. The, mm. the chances of you achieving it are so much higher if you can measure your progress and somebody you, you're going to commit to meeting with somebody to say, well, what did I say I was going to do and how did I go? Yeah. So, because you, everyone has goals in business. They all... all and so how do we make them become a reality? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. And, um, and it comes back to, you know, the first thing we talked about how coaching can sort of have that dirty connotation. People resent it, especially in the business world for some reason, mm. um, because they're just going to go it alone and, and do it. And I've been guilty of, of that mindset 
in the past. Um, but uh, you can really see there how um, if you commit to something and you've got someone checking you over your shoulder and actually and bouncing ideas with you and, and helping you overcome obstacles, mm. how much you could actually achieve. And often people, I guess, why it's hard to commit to something like this is there's a lot of um, emotional trauma or baggage that they're carrying from prior years of stress or underperformance or, mm. or just pride, quashed dreams, yeah. <laughs> pride. Yeah, it all gets in the way, doesn't it? Mm. But really all it's stopping you doing is getting to what you want sooner. Mm. If you were open-minded to setting goals and willing to fail, mm. even mm. if you don't reach those goals, maybe you get 50% to, of the way towards them. You're still way, um, way further ahead than you would have been. So, um, I, I really like that, um, uh, blissfully, una blissfully unaware, um, <laughs> yeah. part that people are often at, uh, what was that called? The four stages of, um, four stages of learning, four yeah. stages of learning. So mm. for people who don't know about this, let's, let's just, let's just unpack the four stages mm. of learning. Cause it's very important. And mm. on a coaching journey, you go through these four stages of learning, both as the coach and the coachee as well, yeah. the person mm. who's receiving the coaching. Yeah. So if we think about the driving a car analogy, so a child, a baby, they don't know there's such a thing as driving and they don't know how to do it. So they're <laughs> unconsciously incompetent. Mm. They don't know what they don't know. Yep. So they're blissfully unaware. Now in business, you might be blissfully unaware of a number of things. You might, on the, my previous example, not know what your margin is. Mm. Uh, and if you thought you did know what your margin is, uh, you might not even know there's such a thing as a margin as a as one of the most important levers to pull to make a difference to your your results in your business. Mm. Or you might be the, up the second stage of learning, which is say a five or a six year old. So they know there's such a thing as driving, but they know they can't do it. So they are consciously incompetent. Mm. So yep. if you imagine, you know, Tim, you probably were, but you know, by the age of 13 or 14, you're probably feeling a bit of pain around not knowing how to drive, a bit of frustration. Would that be fair yep. to say? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to drive so, myself to squash and tennis. And yeah. Footy. yeah. So that pain of being consciously incompetent, knowing what you don't know, mm. actually drove you towards getting your driver's license, drove you towards getting the, taking the action. Yes. Um, and so you, you took that action. Mm. And so when you, uh, when you know what you don't know, if you know that you don't know your margin and you know that you, you know that if you fix that margin, you get 20 grand on the bottom line, but you don't know what to do to get that 20 grand, mm. you're feeling a bit of pain yep. and that galvanizes you to take action. Right. So that's fine. The coach can help you to see what you don't know. Mm. So therefore you become aware and then you, you're no longer blissfully unaware. You become aware and you feel some pain. Yep. Then you agree the action you'll take. So Tim goes and gets his driver's license at age 17 mm -hmm. and then he's driving heaven forbid with, you know, down the road and, you know, he's, he's really having to concentrate, you know, thinking about where he's going. This sort of <laughs> he's consciously competent, yeah. right? So he really has to think about it. The same with your coach when you're working out your, your strategies to improve your margin by 2%. You really have to think about it. Yeah. You've got to put a lot of time and energy into it. Mm. And then that action repeated lots of times takes you to a flow state, mm. which is driving a car for an adult. Most people have got the driver's license can do it. And they can, they can drink that um, takeaway coffee with the napkin on it because they've taken the napkin <laughs> and they, 
they can listen to their radio and they can talk to Siri at the same time. And, and yeah. So it text employees that they love them. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely right. So you get to that flow state. Now there are things in your business as a, as a listener here that you will be in a flow state about. You will know how to do your, your trade or your craft or your, the thing that you do really, really well. Yeah. And so you're in that flow state. But what are the things that you are in the pain state or even the blissfully unaware state yeah. that, that you can see by working with a coach, you can, that they can see it. They can mm. see your numbers and they're experts. They're in a flow state at reading your financials. Mm. So there's a very long-winded explanation as to that four stages of learning. I love it. Yeah. How that drives change and it drives business improvement. And we're trying to get to a flow state you know, across all aspects of our business and the coach helps you to do that. That's a massive one. It's a, it's a really nice way of explaining how a coach can help yeah. and, and, and why you should have a coach. Yeah. Mm. I, I love um, in our office, we talk about the valley, valley the, the of valley despair. of despair a fair bit. Uh, even one of our team have it drawn on the whiteboard in their office and they, and they mark where they, where they are in their journey <laughs> of learning something because we're, we're pushing a few of them in, in, a, yeah. in a few things. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's quite funny to see their little person move into the valley of despair sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's, it's far better than, than being blissfully unaware. Yeah, absolutely. Where yeah. you think everything's fine, mm. but one day you have a breakdown, something breaks down and then you realize, and it's much more painful. Mm. Wow. I'm, I'm in a bad way <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, and by then it could be too late to fix things or to change things. So, especially when you're talking a business that mm. may have a cash flow problem and they're blissfully unaware. So, well, most people are not blissfully unaware of the cash flow problem. They're blissfully unaware of what's causing that cash flow mm. problem. Now, True. the thing is that you're going to come up with some ideas. One plus one equals five to some good ideas. And some of them will work and some of them won't. Yeah. And let's face it, if it were that simple as a business owner, you would have already solved it by now mm. already. So we implement, we try some of those ideas and some of them don't work. Yeah. And so we could go down into the valley of despair there mm. and quit and give up Yeah. because it's all just got too hard. Oh, that coach, yeah, Dan told me to do this. You know, he told me to use the napkin five times and, you know, it's just, no, I've, got, I've ended up getting a, 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 an infectious disease as a result. That might be a little bit close to the bone at this time. Yeah. Right, so... I, I tried that and it didn't work. Now you could, as the coachee or the, the business owner, blame the accountant or the coach for that. Mm. Or you could think about a sports sports coach and you think, well, hold on a minute. Maybe we didn't execute on that idea mm. so well. Yeah. So we need to practice. We need to, Maybe we need to tweak the idea a little bit. Maybe we need to change the technique a little bit. Yeah. And so ultimately we come out of that valley of despair because we've tried and we kept going trial and error and ultimately we've come out of that and got to success at the other end nice you, that's not a journey you can go go through on your own in my view yeah now um you've seen a lot of coaching you've done a lot of coaching mark um what are situations that people should be aware of that they sh is a bad situation with a coach perhaps because that may be where people are getting this bad connotation of coaching Mm. Um, so, I mean, I can think of a couple like where perhaps you're actually just like best mates with your coach mm. and you're, you catch up and have a coffee and then you're actually not doing anything with the business or, yeah. or, or perhaps the opposite of like just sales, 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 push yeah. marketing, push. That's what I was going to say. A lot of the coaches that you see get a bad rap would just be the ones that are like, 
we're going to focus purely on that, mm. just going to give you sales. And it's like, well, that might not be the problem yeah. in your business. Um, but yeah, so following on from Tim's. Have you, yeah. Have, is there anything to keep your eyes, your eyes peeled for when trying to find a coach? Okay. So I'm going to give you two examples, right? So the first example, and this is all unscripted and just thinking about one of my <laughs> hospitality clients, she was a bar owner and I saw on her financial statements cause I, I used to be her accountant and she'd spent $15,000 on consulting fees. And I said, what, you know, Cheryl, what is this? And Cheryl told me that she had got a coach mm. and that coach was an expert in point of sale, you know, systems to use in, in, the, in the, in the pub that she owned. Actually, it turned out that that person was a salesperson mm. for the piece of software and the till system. Oh. And so really she got, not only did she spend the 15 grand on the, the consulting, but she bought the, 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 uh, the software as well. <laughs> so, and the outlay for the cash register. Oh my so, God. Yeah. It's all electronic and all that sort of stuff. Now we were no better off. Margins hadn't improved. Mm. Sales hadn't improved. That person was worse off as mm. a result. So, so that's the first example. The yeah. second example was a plumbing supply shop owner. And I, I used to do his, his work. Uh, I used to look after his business. He didn't get any coaching with me, um, but I, he came to a few of my events and I talked to him about his business quite a bit. Anyway, long story short, he fell onto really difficult times and I didn't hear from him for a couple of years. He moved um, out of the area. He called me back a couple of years later. He said, hey, Mark. I said, oh, Neil, what are you up to now? He says, oh, I'm a business coach. And he said, well, I said, what are you coaching? And he said, oh, plumbers, I'm coaching plumbers. So he was a failed business owner mm. who had reinvented himself as a coach. Mm-hmm. Well, he would be next to, at best, next to plumbers who knew already knew how to do the plumbing mm. side. Yeah. Yeah. What they need, what business owners need is coaching at the skills that we are not good at. Yes. Okay. So Very for true. me, the coaching I'm getting at the moment is about how do I um, – how do I deal with conflict in a more appropriate way? That's something I'm not very good at doing. So I'm getting some coaching around that. Equally, I'm going to a meeting in two days time with my group of people that we coach each other. And I've committed to doing three things. And there's one of them I haven't done. And so if if I haven't done that by Thursday this week, the consequence for me is I'm going to have to buy drinks and dinner for all these people. (laughs) So going to be an expensive night unless I, you know, unless I pull finger and get these things done. So, <laughs> so I don't know whether that helps, but I think there's, yeah, is. Yeah. I think coaches who know your numbers or coaches who don't have the skill set that you have are very important. People yeah. say, oh no, you need a mentor. You need somebody who's been there before. Yeah. No, I'd argue you're the best person to, to understand your business. Yes. There's the aspects of your business that you don't understand, maybe the finance, maybe the governance, maybe some planning skills, maybe the, some of the financial skills. Yep. That's the skill set that you need help with. And the rest is just holding you to account mm. True. what you said you're going to do. True. Yeah. yeah. Back, back uh, yourself in, have the confidence that you know your industry if you're the business owner. Mm. But yeah, get a different perspective on things. I like that. And you might have a user group of like-minded other business owners that you get together. Many business owners have an association or a network that they, they get tips and ideas from. Yeah. That's not coaching. Mm. That's sharing of insights and good ideas. Mm. Definitely. That's the, the 20%. Exec- that's yeah. the 20%. The mm. 80% is going to be the the ongoing mm. commitment to a, a process on a regular basis. True. Yeah, Very true. That's great. Well, I'm Come convinced. On. I'm definitely convinced. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
very happy to appoint a coach. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's probably all we have time for today for our main topic. Thank you, Mark. Uh, yeah, one thing welcome. we didn't warn you for is uh, is we do do an other thing at the end of the podcast. Yeah, but yeah, he's it, got so much content. Yeah, he's constantly it's, reading. So. Y- y- you'll come up with something. This is just uh, the recommendation for for something in the world: a book, music, movie, TV show, restaurant you went to that you liked, whatever it is. My recommendation, my other thing this week is is. Um, and and this is something that um, I'm not sure either of you have too much experience with, but it's. Uh, the streaming networks getting on board with sport. Oh, okay. It's something I'm yeah. noticing more and more. So, like, yep. soccer is all on Stan. You can you yep. can live stream like the um, what is the European Championships? Yeah, cool. You can, they're all live, all yep. the games. Yep. Why haven't they all done this already? Like, the NBA have an app that mm. we get that that we watch all the not just live stream every game. Yep. We pay. I'm glad to pay for it because yep. every game's on there. Uh, why doesn't the AFL do this? You know, surely that the Channel 7 or 10, wherever they're, mm. they're on these days, don't have all the streaming rights. They yeah. just have the live broadcast rights. Yeah, true. Um, true. But every sport should just be on one of the streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I actually big love, money in that, I'd imagine. I love all this, um, the associated documentaries coming out around the sports. Yeah, too, I've so. seen there's a couple AFL ones coming mm. to stand. Stan's a couple. Yeah. yeah, so very cool. I like it. I'm just excited for the future of that because I don't watch that much sport. Sport, but I have noticed these changes in in the market for it. Yep. And uh, where there is sport, there is a way. <laughs> they will be watched somehow. Yeah, well, the new season of um, uh, Formula One Drive to Survive has just come out as oh, really? well. I love that show. Have you ever watched it, Mark? Or, no, not at all, no. Uh, it's fascinating. I've never been into motorsports, but um, there's so much politics and so much wealth in Formula One. Um, it's, it's just so interesting. Yeah, so that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing? I do. Um, this week, I, well, the last few weeks, I've been very busy, Dan. Mm. We've, we've, uh, yeah, we're approaching deadline dates for the Australian accounting um, industry. So, 15th of May is, is very quickly coming up. Mm. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do, and we've also got goals around things with the podcast and mm-hmm. our advisory work and. Um, coaching of our own clients and things like that. So um, I'm running out of time in the day. Yeah. And I found I was sleeping horribly mm. um, and I needed a bit of help with that. So I found an app called Smiling Mind. We've talked about it yep. on the podcast. I use it. I love it. It's free. It was mm. founded by an Australian not-for-profit mm. organization. And um, so last week, literally th- for about three nights in a row, went to bed at 9.30, woke up at 2.30 just could not get back to sleep. Mm. So I'd get up and just work at three, between three and 4 a.m., which is like not healthy. I was stuffed by Friday. Mm. Um, anyway, um, then Friday night, same thing happened. I decided to download this Smiling Mind app and um, did some meditation and I fell asleep within five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, so when Kat was on the podcast, yeah. that was one of the recommendations, Smiling Mind. And since then... I've been a little bit off it lately, not because okay. I don't want to, just because I yeah. just haven't used just it. But I'm, I want to, I've been thinking about this yeah. this week. Like, I need yeah. to get back into it because I'm feeling myself starting to become a little yeah. bit more stressed again or, yeah. or a little bit, you know. It's crazy. Just the breathing. Yeah. Just breathing and stopping and, Pre- and, and thinking internally so, fills your cup. A couple of fun questions. Um, do you use the male or female voice? 
Female voice. I use the female yeah, voice too. It's yeah. just so soothing <laughs> and calming. And do you use the sleep ones? Yeah, I, I've been using that one. The worst part about that is when I was using, because I don't use the sleep ones, I usually meditate in the morning. Yep. But I'd found that the sleep ones, they go through the whole process, yeah. you know, progressive muscle relaxation or breathing exercise, yep. whatever it is. And then there's usually a couple minutes of just like deep breathing at the end and it's quiet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's they're a like, bell? goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asleep by that point and yeah, it wakes me up. I know. I, there's there's a bell that yeah. rings on the one I've been listening to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's enough that it, it, it I'm like, oh, I'll take out my headphone yeah. and yeah. So and and the the um the ear pods or airpods, whatever you call them, mm. uh, they've been really helpful for that too, because I can lay on one side and mm. put, put one in one ear. Yeah, nice. So yeah. Anyway, I Big strongly fan. also recommend that app. Big fan. It's really good. Yeah. What about you, Mark? What's your other thing this week? Well, I mean, thinking of recommendations, I was, I was thinking about all these people that go to the gym and they're spinning their wheels on those exercycles or whatever <laughs> or rowing machines. And why doesn't somebody connect those to some sort of power generation? Oh, and, I totally agree. You know, yeah. And we could power up our vehicles, or, you know, our electric vehicles and not be paying money for electricity. Brilliant. Great Brilliant. idea. I'd love to see somebody do that. Nice. Surely like that it. is a thing already somewhere. It should be. It really should be. We we actually pitched this to um, Peloton. Um, we said <laughs> we did. We'll, 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 we said we'll we'll be on a Peloton bike for every podcast, and that can like power our podcast equipment whilst yeah. we're riding. <laughs> they didn't ride back. They didn't ride back to us yet. But I'm sure. I'm sure now. Now we've said this, they'll be all about it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us today, Mark. It was a great yeah. chat. I'm sure everyone got a lot about it. Where can they find you or The Gap or get some more information? Yeah, well, so if you're an accountant or a bookkeeper listening to this or a, or a coach, it's thegapportal.com. So two Ps in the middle there. Uh, but really, if you're interested in getting some coaching, I would encourage you to talk to your accountant and talk to, you know, I, do you offer coaching? Mm. And if the answer to that's no... And this wasn't scripted either. Talk to Tim and Dan. I mean, they, <laughs> they know the stuff inside out, back to front. They've had some pretty good coaching, I'd have to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honest about that. Yeah, and they've got a great system for how to do it. So, um, mm. you know, don't 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 listen to this and get the insight and not do the eighty percent um, exercise here. To so we want you to have better outcomes in your business. Yeah, love it, Mark. Love it. Uh, You can find us, Too Drunk Podcast at gmail.com, at Too Drunk Accountants on all the socials. Send us some emails, send us some questions. Oh, quick update. We are doing a budget night drink special. Um, Stay tuned. Go to join our Facebook community, Too Drunk Accountants community, because we'll be posting some links on there because we're going to do a live uh, a live watch of the federal budget while we make some cocktails and, yeah. and have a good time. So yeah. uh, keep watch that because that's in like a week or two. So yeah, it's on the 29th of March. Yeah. So keep track of that. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will calculate, calculate.